Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Online at alstalk.co.uk, you're listening to Alstalk FM. Hello, all. Welcome along to the Alstalk podcast. And for the next couple of podcasts, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. And we're essentially going to be flying out to Malta to chat to a chap called Stephen, Stephen Smith, who's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. And he set up Malta Owls and also a brand new supporters club bar in a place called Bajiba in Malta. And so we're going to fly out there um, and have a chat with Stephen and also a few Wednesdayites that live on the island to find out what life's like as a Wednesday fan slap bang in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea. So uh, join us, won't you, as we fly out to Malta to go and meet with the Malta Owls. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, or good morning, even. Uh, my name's Stephen, Stephen Smith. Um, born and bred in Lancashire, but born up uh, as an owl. My father is the next uh, Sheffield. He moved over to Lancashire in 58, but brought me up watching uh, the Wednesday and all my family are owls. But, uh, yeah, that's me, basically. Fantastic. And um, just to paint a picture of where we are, we're literally on some craggy rocks near, is it near the Blue Lagoon? So we've Blue got... Grotto, Blue Grotto. Blue Grotto. So we're near the Blue Grotto. So we've got... You might be able to hear the sound of the uh, the sea in the background and the odd tourist and uh, visitor and even native Maltese people coming down to the, the, the seaside and the, and the coastline to come and have a day out. It's a, we're recording this on a Sunday, I think it is. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Uh, we're basically doing... What we're doing is we're going to do a trip around Malta and we've already uh, been to a couple of places, so we'll, we'll talk you through them in a second. But uh, first of all, just explain to us kind of the... How this Malta Owls thing came about. Sheffield Wednesday fans are all over the globe and we've got little pockets and, and this is one of them. So how did that happen? Well, basically I've been coming to Malta oh, since the late 70s with my parents and, and I obviously got a great affinity with the island and then my father moved over here in 2006 and thought he's passed away now. But then uh, about just over 12 months ago, me and my partner Dawn decided we wanted to make the move to Malta to live here. My children have grown up back in the UK, Dawn's have as well. Uh, so... December 2017 uh, we decided to move to Malta sorry 2016 sorry decided to move to Malta and then we moved over here in June last year June uh, 2017 the second and decided to bring a bit of S6 with us Um, my father's ex-wife still lives here and she has a bar called Scotch Corner and uh, obviously being a Wednesday eye it's a mad Wednesday eye I just basically said can we open a Wednesday supporters club and she said yeah why not so I brought over with me a number of flags we're on our way back flags from the club shop um, had a banner made up as well saying Sheffield Wednesday supporters club Bajiba Malta and we're taking it from there basically and you know even though I've moved over here to living Malta I still have my season ticket back home in the UK I actually got that prior to moving out here uh, and my son uh, a keen Wednesday night as well he's 17 he's coming to every home match every away game as well so we're keeping them the tradition keeping in touch with everything back home but more importantly with the Wednesday supporters club over here now 
every game we watch live through iFollow. Yeah. So basically what I've started to do is, um, which people have probably seen on a lot of the Wednesday forums, I'm advertising, basically saying come down to the Scotch Corner, Sheffield Wednesday Sports Club to watch the games all live. Come and enjoy, have a few beers with us. And it's taken from there. And basically, just a couple of weeks ago, I'll like, give you an example of how it's growing. We played United and... Uh, Ironically, just before the game, some United fans had come in the bar, said they were going to come down and stop us bouncing. But guess what? They didn't turn up on the day. Surprise, <laughs> surprise, all mouth. But no, that night we had between 10 and 12 Wednesday nights turned up for the match. It was great. Then the following week when we played Cardiff, exactly the same number again. And it's growing all the time. I keep putting, like you said, uh, things on Facebook. And people are commenting, saying they're going to come over in February to watch the games. Are they going to come over in March? Are they going to come in May? Where, where are you? We want to come down and visit you. Yeah. And that's what they're doing. And it, and it is taking off. And I think uh, as we go forward, it'll get even bigger and bigger. You know, with the exposure and because of who we are, Sheffield Wednesday. Well, uh, the contestment to that is that the fact that I'm sat here now is um, from Al's talk is that I've obviously seen what you're doing and just thought I would nip over for a weekend, come and visit the bar and meet yourself and, and see what's going on so that we can hopefully join forces in some way and spread the word in, in both ways, you know what I mean, about um, Sheffield Wednesday fans and uh, about the bar and, and the supporters club. Um, are there many, would you say there's many resident Sheffield Wednesday fans on the island and on the island of Gozo just north? Well, yeah, it's amazing actually. It's, since I've been putting the advertisements on you know, Facebook and so on, the, the the people have been commenting, not just from the UK, but people over on the island. I mean, like I said, the sports club is in Bejeeba, and I know at least 10 of us in the Bejeeba area uh, who come down here. In fact, the late Eva Bejeeba, uh, obviously I met up with Eva when she was when she was still over here, obviously, when she was alive. And she actually told me again how many Wednesday nights were here. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it is going. There's people on Gozo as well who follow Wednesday. I'm even having comments from a, a number of Maltese people who said, oh, I didn't know there were Wednesday supporters club here. And they follow Wednesday, and they're starting to come down. In fact, there's a gentleman called Carmel. He's 70 years of age. He's been watching Wednesday since this. Well, he sported Wednesdays in the 60s. Very interesting guy. And he, he explained to me how we came to follow Wednesday. And basically, I don't know if people remember the old Shell um, petrol tokens. We used to have the football team on them. Yeah. Well, he was at school this one day, and he wanted one of these tokens off this Maltese lad. And this lad gave him a Sheffield Wednesday token. And he thought it was a joke because he'd never heard of Sheffield Wednesday. And then he picked up the, the Malta Times on the Sunday, English football results, and he saw Sheffield Wednesday. And from that day on, it's been a Wednesday eye. And he's got a scrapbook. He's got everything. Fantastic. The, the, yeah. the place, like the question you've asked me there, Neil, are there many Wednesday nights on the island? Yes, there are. And it's growing. And it's yeah. only going to get bigger. That's great. And especially as like, I would say that like, um, obviously you've been going a, a while, but it's still relatively in, in its infancy, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's definitely in its infancy. I would say we only started it up in June. Yeah. And the growth uh, has been overwhelming from being perfectly honest. I just, like I said, I did it for my piece of S6 basically because I'm going to miss it being living out here. Yeah. Yes, I've still got contacts back in the UK. With my lad going every week, home and away watching Wednesday and friends, North Wales, Owls as well, you and there. He, go, he goes everywhere with my son. Uh, but I just wanted just to keep the Sheffield Wednesday alive for myself more than anything and it, it's gone it's growing over expectations it's good just, uh, just a little bit of relief just at the moment because that guy's just got a spool out of his bag I thought he brought a gun down to shoot us in his, in his big bags um, so let's rewind right uh, to when you were I guess a, a youngster growing up and what have you like talk to me about your history as a Sheffield Wednesday fan so over the years so um, what have you loved what have you hated what have you seen well like I said I started going to Hillsborough early 70s with my father um, going staying with my granddad as well in Sheffield and my aunties in Shire Green and 
obviously at a young age my dad basically drummed it into me he didn't hit it into me he drummed it into me yeah. uh, and I just started coming and then when I got to the age of 15 and I'd left school that is when it really took a hold on me uh, that is when I was going home and away everywhere watching Wednesday every game was an away game effectively because I live in Bolton yeah. uh, the 83-84 season for me uh, was a fantastic season because like I said I went everywhere the last game of the season Cardiff City away which was let's just say yeah, a very interesting day let's just say I wasn't in the Wednesday end I was in the Cardiff end because I couldn't get in the ground uh, but no it was a great day but I think one of the most important games for me which I always remember and always sticks in my mind is the 79-80 season yeah. Blackburn Row was away uh, on a Tuesday night down at Ewood Park we were sat in the Blackburn end we couldn't get tickets for the Wednesday end there was 9,000 owls there we went 1-0 down this Blackburn fan said don't worry I wasn't worrying we won 2-1 so me and my dad and my brother were jumping up and down but that was the first time I can really remember the obviously the famous Wednesday song and I felt more like singing the blues yeah. and it was epic I mean there's 9,000 Wednesday fans singing it at the end of the game it was unbelievable yeah. that game stands in my memory uh, and uh, one me and Neil spoke about previously as well was the uh, 4-4 against Chelsea absolutely you know went out to the ground when it was 4-3 then we heard a roar <laughs> we run back in and saw Zico put the ball in the back of the net for a piece <laughs> so, so many fans left early for that game so I remember with 3-0 up and then Paul Cannibal came on at half time and then uh, him and Mickey Thomas just tore us a new one and then uh, obviously 4-3 down from 3-0 up at half time is like unthinkable but then uh, yeah the, the ground emptied his a little bit and you were one of them yeah yeah, but I went back in, yeah, yeah, I, back in. <laughs> I, I must admit I mean I, I can never understand why people leave the ground too early yeah. I really can't um, because the game's not 90 minutes it's still the final whistle whether it's 2 minutes 3 minutes or 5 minutes of injury time yeah. you have to stay to the end ok don't like to go on about this particular game but it, 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 you know it just shows you should stay until the final whistle when we lost against Man United 2-1 yeah. uh, uh, with the famous Brian Kidd and Ferguson running on the pitch yeah. I was sat in the scoreboard paddock, paddock with the United fans and I can't believe it but that just shows you the game is only over when the final whistle's blown so you must stay to the end so um, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan in Bolton did, did uh, your friends and neighbours know you were a Wednesday fan and how did, they re- how did that go down well to be fair a lot of respect from them because yeah. I'm not a Man United fan who sits at home. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan who goes home and away. And mutual respect from all my uh, fellow football fans in Bolton. A lot of them are Bolton Wanderers fans. And they, you know, they all they would never ever try and put me down because they know I'm a Wednesday fan through thick and thin. I've been home and away. I went to all the shots in the League Cup yeah. on the Tuesday night when we won there. Uh, Carlisle on a cold uh, December evening when we lost four two. And I remember Mark Smith scored Wednesday's I think it was the 4,000 league goal we'd ever scored. I think I may be wrong. Mark Smith scored it. But no, get a lot of respect from the uh, fellow fans from the clubs. This uh, is quite nice here, isn't it? Thanks, oh, yeah. thanks for bringing us down. So this is called the Blue Grotto. It's the Blue Grotto, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lovely place, a little, little, lovely inlet. Uh, so we just sat on the rocks now overlooking the sea. There's a couple of boats going down to the Blue Grotto. We've just had a couple of beers. Yeah. Me, Neil, Becky and my partner, Don, and they're just sitting uh, overlooking the sea themselves on the chinwag. It's nice watching these boats go by. I mean, we're, we're in uh, in January still, and it's, what, like 20 degrees and it's like oh, yeah, sunny? About 20, 21 21, 22 degrees today it's not always like this obviously but when it does come out it's lovely so uh, it's what made you move back to Malta then <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> well the weather and the, and the beer uh, no it's it's all like I said it's always been my dream as a young child coming over with my parents I've always wanted to come and live here and once my children got to an age where they'd uh, you know flown the nest so to speak yeah uh, then it was a time to make the move. And what, what was it like 
the day you made was there a particular day you made the decision you said let's just go for it what was that like no it was around about October uh, 2016 me and Don had come over here we got engaged and um, we were just talking about it and he said let's do it and then we spoke to my my father's uh, ex-wife Christine who still lives out here who runs the Scotch Corner and uh, we just said oh we're definitely going to come and she actually mentioned there was an apartment came up available in the same block as where my dad and Christine lived so we were interested so spoke to Dawn we said yes I flew over the Christmas for two days uh, sorted out the uh, contract with the, uh, the landlord and then I came back out in January, February, March, April, and then we made the move in June. Christmas itself is not like a typical Sheffield Christmas, I'm guessing. It's not snow and freezing cold and and heating on full blast. No, it's not. I'll paint a picture of the Christmas day. Um, 17, 18 degrees at 11 o'clock in the morning, clear blue skies, uh-huh. not a breath of wind. A bit like today, Neil. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but no, it, it is different, but... You know, it's it's not it's just another country. Yeah. You know, Malta is very religious, um, so they do celebrate Christmas in a big way, which which is good, which is very very warming in some respects. Um, literally, but th- literally, yeah, yeah. But then you've got Boxing Day, and again, you've got all the football on over here, uh, and and that's great in itself. So that's a bit like England, really. Is there much appetite for sport and football? Oh, they love the football here. Yeah. Uh, they really, really do. Uh, the the biggest supporters club on the island. It's not Wednesday yet, but it will be very soon. Yeah. Is Manu? Um, apparently, they've got the biggest uh, Man United supporters club outside the UK here on the island. So there's a big following of Manu. But British, I'm sorry, English Premier League, they love it. Yeah. Um, they love the Italian football league as well. I said the prime example for me was when England played here in September. Yeah. Um, um, the amount of England fans over here were fantastic. It was a fantastic day. Everyone was laughing and joking, getting drunk, and generally having a great time with the Maltese people as well. Yeah. We then um, uh, went to the game, which was great in itself. But the funny thing was, prior to the game, I went into the shop to get a T-shirt made up. Say Malta and the Wednesday logo on an England badge on it. I was just talking to this guy about a couple of things. I noticed all these Wednesday, all these English shirts, and they had Wednesday badges on it. And there were ten of them. Uh, and then he, then he showed me that made a canvas up and it said uh, SWFC with the, the old Wednesday Owl on and it said Anvil and that's what this young lad was called right. so anyway goes down to the ground obviously I'm in the Maltese end and uh, walks by these three women and this young lad with his Sheffield Wednesday top England badge with the Sheffield Wednesday badge on it stop sorry and so I talked to them and they again they came over on holiday yeah. big Wednesday fans there were a gang of them ten of them and that was great it was great I've started package holidays or something coming across for like a Wednesday experience away, away from yeah, home because yeah, yeah, yeah. this is I can't recommend this enough I mean I've only been here what two days and uh, I'm absolutely loving it and for those that have not been to Malta before and not thought about it um, I would I would recommend putting it on your radar because like I say I was sat here in January and I wanted to take my jeans off and jump in the sea push you in if you want <laughs> but I'll load your phone so it won't fall in <laughs> no it, Malta's a lovely place it's a lovely island if you've never been come over and try it uh, but what I would say is if you do come to the island don't just stay in the holiday resort yeah. I mean where we live is a place called Bejiba it's a man-made holiday resort basically that isn't Malta you've got to get out um, there's lovely places to go to it's like like Neil said here we just sat overlooking the sea at the Blue Grotto it's stunning we've been up to Rabatta and Medina uh, today having a walk around the silent city it's a stunning place there's so much to see for such a small island uh, yeah. it, it's amazing and 
and people said there's no beaches here, which is a load of rubbish. There are beaches. Yes, you've got to get on, on the bus to get there. Excuse me for saying buzz. That's yeah. how we say it in Lancashire. Buzz, B-U-Z. Um, but no. We'll get on to the bread cake debate in a bit. <laughs> a tea cake. Uh, no, but no, there's, a lot, there's lots of things to see on the island. Uh, you know, just come over here. You'll love it. You'll you love the experience. So today we've... Um, you've been... Really kind and generous, to be honest, and, and, and took us on a day trip. So we're, we're visiting a few places. This current place, I'll be honest, is probably my favourite place in the world already. But uh, we've been to um, Rabat first, and then was it Medina? Yeah, Medina. The same, the next door to each other. Yeah, and then we there was one point where we were kind of in this old city, and we walked up to the huge old walls, and then you literally could pretty much see the whole island. So it gives you a perspective on just how close everything is together. Whereas, like I've you know I've got lost. Over the last couple of days walking around these little side streets but uh, in reality uh, how big is Malta? Uh, it's 27 miles long and I think it's about 40 miles wide at the widest point so it's only a small island but you've got another two sister islands you've got Camino that's on the, I think it's just one hotel on the island it's got the blue lagoon there it's absolutely stunning if you love swimming and then you've got Gozo the, the other the sister island again it's a nice little island different to Malta it's, it's not spoilt like Malta is it's yeah. a lovely island yeah. no McDonald's Oh yes, there's McDonald's. Oh, yes, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, but we've got a Neil actually trying to think called a Pestrizzi today. I'll I let did. him tell you about them. They're, they're stunning. I did. It was like uh, it's like uh, I would say, yeah, filo pastry, so flaky pastry, and inside I, I had the peas one and the ricotta one, and uh, yeah, remarkable, but so cheap. Yeah, thirty cents. You know, thirty cents. UK probably cost you one fifty, <laughs> and a cup of coffee for fifty cents as well. We're not even got onto the skull prices yet, which is uh, that's another story we'll do in a bit. But <laughs> um, so, being a Wednesday fan, right out here in the middle of uh, the Mediterranean on a, on a small island, uh, is there any kind of downsides to that, or do you get any twangs of like wanting to be at Hillsborough? Well, the downside is obviously you know you've got your family back home. We miss the family uh, as you'd expect, but we're only a three-hour flight away. Yeah. We no, I could live in uh, St Ives. It would cost six, seven hours to get there. So, put in perspective, it's yeah. not far. Yeah. Um, obviously, I miss going down to Essex. I miss the smell of Bovel on yeah. match day. I miss going to the matches with my son. You know, my son went to Bramall Lane and he sent me a text before the game saying, "Dad, you know, it's, it don't feel right. This not going to the match with you." Yeah. You know, but hey, still here. Slow Wednesday, I always will be. I'll have a season ticket again next year, even though I won't be going to the matches, but hey ho. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Talk us, talk us about that. Because, like, you're living in Malta, and, uh, like I said, three, three and a half hour plane flight away. Um, not really getting to the matches, but you're still a season ticket holder. Well, yeah, I mean... 
yes, I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm going to go back to the UK and watch the odd game every now and then. But my son, um, he's got friends. They'll go with him to the match. I've got yeah. a brother. Uh, he's a big Wednesday night. He goes to the game. He uses the season ticket as well. So, you know, he's got to keep it going because sooner or later... I'm not going to be able to get in that ground because yeah. it's going to be full because we're going to be back in the Premiership top six you know there you go, there you go. <laughs> let's, let's talk about um, the history of Sheffield Wednesday and what it means to yourself and uh, some of the players you've seen over the years so let's go for favourite players I guess all time uh, favourite players that you've seen live well uh, obviously there's, there's numerous players but um, the main one for me the ultimate professional Roland Nielsen best right, right back I've ever seen he always gave his all I remember when we played was it the F, was it the League Cup final the FA Cup final he played an international game a couple of days before and he came back and, yeah. and he gave his all he didn't mourn he got on there and he gave 110% for me Roland Nielsen closely followed by a guy who he gets vilified by lots of England fans and that's Carlton Palmer yeah. you know what we'd love to have him in the team like, someone like him yeah. up and down the park he put his tackles in he scored goals he scored that trick against QPR if I remember rightly yeah. I remember being there at the day uh, and then obviously likes of John Sheridan people like that it goes without saying really do you remember that Colton Palmer goal away at Everton where he scored a oh, header, yeah, yeah, header yeah, 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 from yeah, 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 outside yeah. the box <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> it went yeah. in off the bar like yeah. behind Neville Southall yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> par- I was stood at the bottom at the park end park lane end there I remember that night yeah what, what, a, goal yeah, yeah. what a goal that was we, we seem to have a we seem to have a run when um, you know, after Nielsen and before Nielsen of like quality right backs with Mel Sterling, Roland Nielsen, Dan Petrescu and yeah. like we just seem to be spoiled at right back at that at that moment in time again over that period. We were spoiled. I mean what would give no for a, a decent uh, right back, don't get me wrong, Hunt and Palmer do a job and that's about it. Yeah. But uh, you know, I'd love to have another right back like them. Absolutely. So um classic games we've spoke about a few. Have you had any like favourite away games or experiences at away games that you can remember? Aldershot <laughs> League and we won 8-0 it was 8-9-0 I can't remember now that was great I drove over I remember going to the first leg at Hillsworth with nil nil, and I said to me old man I said dad I'm going down to Aldershot for the uh, second leg he says you must be bloody stupid but uh, I drove over my Ford Cortina parked up near the ground locked my keys in the car <laughs> and being a full Cortina you could open the door quite easily so we got the keys out and obviously I went down to the ground it was fantastic uh, and all, what my phone was amazing at that time was you went through the turnstile yeah. Wednesday fans were behind the net and there was a stand down the side there yeah. and the police let you walk underneath that stand walk to the other end where there's no no terrace at all it's like a big park oh, yeah. I found it surreal <laughs> that you could walk from your away end through the all men into a park but hey well no that was a great night uh, there have been some great nights um, somewhere we've been hammered somewhere we've won I mean Everton when we lost in the FA Cup after the, uh, all the replays yeah. you know okay it was funny when we lost but yeah. <laughs> it was one of those <laughs> you know but no there's been, there's been some great games home and away there's, there's numerous ones you know but hey at the end of the day whether they're good or bad I'm a Wednesday fan yeah, yeah. And, and like in terms of um football grounds obviously Hillsborough is going to be a favourite but uh, have you been to any that stick out in your memory as being like like that one different or uh, or like your favourite away away experiences oh favourite away ground um, see a lot of them are changing um, yeah. from you know I mean the old Highbury used to look the old Highbury used yeah. to enjoy going there Tottenham when, when that used to be uh, you know it's been down up in London that was fantastic yeah. Wimbledon oh well Plowley well that was a shithole sorry yeah, well, it, was, it, was, it was it was a bit of a dump that place but that was again that was a great day out yeah uh, I remember going to Millwall uh, a couple of times yeah 
when you used to stand in that away end and you used to have the rotating spikes. Great very day out. Yeah, family day out. But, but <laughs> they were the great times. They were great days. I mean, QPR away, we used to stand on the terrace behind the net, going in the pub near the ground, meeting up with QPR fans, having a few beers. Did you ever Did you ever sit up in the uh, away end, up in, like, up in the corner, in the old bit, like the old where the old, like, old, old steps and the stand and stuff? Like Sorry? At Loftus Road. Q- QPR. Uh, well, I've, 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 I've sat in the top tier. Have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, behind, uh, behind the net. Behind the net, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a strange thing, that, wasn't it? It was like, it was like all different levels and platforms and a bit like being in some rickety old church or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, again, old grounds, nice grounds. Yeah. Traditional grounds, prefer them. Yeah, I mean, Neil mentioned earlier on, was talking about what were my thoughts of moving away from Hillsborough. Um it's a funny one it's a hard debate you know I'd love Hillsborough to be redeveloped uh, in fact we were talking about the designs which uh, Lee Stafford did yeah. um, you know prior to the, the awarding the World Cup to Russia yeah. that, if they could do the ground like that it'd be fantastic to move away it'd be hard it would yeah. be wouldn't it yeah it would it would absolutely would so let's bring you up to present day then so we've currently uh, just signed Pelo Pesce and we've got a new manager Yus Lukai and he's off to a, as, we, as we're speaking he's off to a flyer so we've I think we've won three, drawn one, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Well, that's quite some record since old Carlos left. So, talk to us about like the last few seasons. How you yeah, see it? Exactly. Well, the last few seasons. I mean, I was a happy clapper, yeah. uh, contrary to what a lot of people think. He was away. Sammy wasn't. The guy gave us a fantastic first season. Superb. You can't fault it. Second season, we're flattered to deceive. To be perfectly honest, we got to the the playoffs. Yeah. Um, okay, we didn't perform against Huddersfield, as we all know. Um, it was just shocking um, and I just I, I, I was one of those we've got to give him this season but obviously it hasn't panned out well I know we haven't had a lot of injuries we've had a hell of a lot of injuries but his time was up and he's moved on and now obviously you hear all these things of allegedly what was going on within the club and they weren't training properly and the they'd all lost respect for Carlos well if that was the case well the club had to get rid of him yeah. but hey he's gone now thanks for the memory Carlos yeah. wish you could have took us to Premiership but you didn't but now we've got Joss Joss Juice Joss whatever yeah. you want to call him yeah he's come in and what I'm liking he's doing something which all Wednesday fans were screaming out Carlos to do play 5-3-2 yeah. and now we're doing it yeah. but he's playing the youngsters as well and yeah. you know it just shows you we have got a wealth of uh, talent at the club and it just needs to be used if we don't use it we'll never know Yeah, and it's just great to see and fair place the, the, the guy he seems like he's brought a bit of stability to the club to the team I mean you just hear some of the things what some of the players of Boyd has said and Reach has said you know that says a hell of a lot for me and the future looks bright it's yeah. bright so we still essentially got the whole entire first team out yeah. unavailable and they're due to come back as well yeah yeah and, and you know when they all come back you know potentially we have got probably the or one of the best uh, squads in the division um, we've just got to get them back and I just think at the moment you know this, the transfer window it's it's a funny one because do we go out and splash the cash and bring players in because if we do we're going to even have more players yeah. you know because when they, all the other guys come back they're all going to be there we're going to have too many players so yeah. I think it's a hard one at the moment for Joss um, but I think the future's behind maybe do so uh, we're spending the day and then uh, going for beers oh yes so there's a big boozy finale but um, talk to me about some of the places that we've been today and where, and where we're headed yeah well uh, we started off uh, early on this morning went to Udina um, that. that's the old silent sitter a beautiful stunning place very very quiet very picturesque yeah. a bit eerie uh, to be perfectly honest but it's a lovely place it's one of these places you've got to come to when you come to Malta you've got to go there to say you've been yeah 
and then was walking around the streets of Ribati you could see all the little olive, all the orange trees lemon trees grapefruit trees just a lovely place and then obviously we ventured down here to uh, the Blue Grotto and so we just sat on the rocks now the sun's glistening on the sea um, beautiful a couple of beers we had a beer apiece haven't we yep. just had that and then we're going to take them down now to Valletta uh, we're going to awesome. take them to Oliver Reed's bar the pub right uh, so we're going to show them a few sights down there again it's a lovely place you yeah. know the the Local people of Malta, the actual Maltese guys, they're just it, they're so friendly, aren't they? Yeah, they are friendly. They're very friendly. Um, they, they were, they're a funny breed in, in the sense that sometimes you think they're, they're shouting at you, but they're not. It's just how they are. They talk very loud. Yeah. Uh, but no, they're lovely people. They are a lovely bunch of people. Yeah, you get the obnoxious one, but hey, you get that wherever you live. Yeah, and, and this is Sunday, so is that a particular... Is that got any kind of significance for life in Malta? Is it a day of relaxing with families or well I, if you'd have gone back 20 years ago I would have said yeah because it is a very religious island but it's I, I would say it's not as religious as it used to be but it's still religious yeah. I mean where the Scotch Corner is there's a, there's a church next door to it is there? yeah you, if we, when we go back later on if there'll probably be a mass on about 6 o'clock and all of a sudden you'll think where have all these people come from right uh, they're about 200 to walk out <laughs> so but no it is Sunday generally is a, a place of rest yeah. but I've noticed more and more that a lot of the shops now are staying open longer and longer so the day of rest is now changing they're moving with the times as, all the time that you've been coming to Malta has, has it changed in the time that you've been coming over yeah it's changed I mean lots of things have changed the uh, well it's just it's become how can I put it more westernised if you want what I mean yeah. by that is that you know the, the sanitation's improved a lot there's a lot of better hotels the infrastructure on the island's getting better it's still a long way to go you know and the cars is the main thing going back 20 years ago all the cars on the island were all about 30 years old yeah. and now they've all been replaced with all the new cars and so on but no it has changed um, has it changed for the better in some ways I would say yeah but in other ways no there's a lot of building going on and it's detracting it's taking away the character of the island and it spoils it but that's wherever you live and uh, in terms of like the coming months and years ahead in Malta what's what's your plans oh well I've got a big day in October I'm getting married me and Dawn have decided to uh, tie the knot at Palm Beach Uh, so we're looking forward to that so but the coming months I'm just hoping to enjoy life take it day by day enjoy the sun enjoy the beer and go to the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Club to be the number one here. Oh, and just to let you know, I don't think you're all aware of this. Adolf Hitler tried to take the island back in the fort, in the uh, Second World War. He didn't succeed. Man United are over here at this moment in time, trying to succeed to be the biggest uh, supporters club on the island. Sheffield United came and failed, as usual. But <laughs> now I'm here and I'm making it work. We are going to be the number one on this island where Adolf couldn't do it. Man, you couldn't do it, and neither could Sheffield. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, just yeah, obviously started to become like quite active on the the Facebook group the Sheffield Wednesday Facebook groups which is great and um, the bar's open is it, is it open pretty much all the time? Yeah the bar's open seven days a week uh, in the winter during the week it opens at one o'clock and then closes roughly about 11, 11.30 depending on how many people are in obviously this time of year it's quiet Yeah. Um, but uh, in the summer it's open from 12 till half one two o'clock in the morning depending on how many people are in and, and I've been there like last two three days and it's like sports on the TV stuff like that really really friendly warm welcome which uh, again thanks for that because like coming over from Sheffield in, in January into a strange bar to, to meet a, a stranger effectively we didn't know each other until then because I just surprised this yeah. one on you just jumped yeah. on the plane and flew across to see what it was all about um, really friendly so like what what's your message to any Wednesday fans that uh, are listening to this and that have seen your posts on the you know the Facebook 
groups and stuff about this Wednesday Supporters Bar? Is it is it all inclusive, kind of friendly place? Well, it's obviously a very friendly place. Everyone's very welcoming, very open, open with, with uh, welcoming arms. We've got a lot of Chelsea fans who come in the bar, great guys, and they think it's fantastic. You know yeah. that we we get in a bar and it's it's the banter more yeah. than anything. But what I would say to you, if you're thinking a long weekend away, come over tomorrow to come down to the bar, come and watch the match with us. It's a it's a great day out. You know, we'll have a few beers with you, have a sing song. You know, just come over. It's great. You know, we just want to grow the bar. Yeah. We just want to make it the number one sports club on the island, if not the Med. And uh, obviously, useful that the club has launched the iFollow service. Yeah. I'm guessing so that then opens up all the matches. And we've seen it with uh, like the New York House, for example. They managed to show all the league games, particularly uh, live. And I'm guessing that uh, all the matches are live on the screens in the in the bar that on iFollow. Yeah, all the games are live on iFollow. We did have a bit of an issue though with the FA Cup game for Carlisle. We couldn't get that on because we couldn't get a stream anywhere. Yeah. But yeah, all the games are stream live. Um, and if even if they're not on iFollow and they're on some of the other foreign channels. We'll even put it on that as well. So, so it is one for you. It's like when I was coming over, I didn't know where to stay. So, like um, Bajiba, is it where where the bar is? Uh, we plumped for that in the end. But we were thinking of something like Valletta or uh, Saint yeah, Salima. Yeah. Um, again, if if someone stays there, because of the size of the island, it's not that far away anyway, is it? Well, nothing's too far away. Uh, you know, the main tourist areas really are Bajiba. Yeah. And St Julian's or Patchyville. Yeah. Uh, Patchyville is more for St Julian's is more for the what well, I would say the young ones, you know, the twenty to twenty-five year olds who want to go and have a rave and get sixty shots for nineteen euros, <laughs> and that's what they are. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's called a belief. If, if anyone's ever come to Malta and you want to have a, a stag weekend away, go to St Julian's and go on Google and put Bellini Bar. Bellini bar. Bellini bar. You'll get 60 shots for... It's 19 euros, 95. Good grief. Sounds like West Street Live, that does. <laughs> Jesus. No, but no, this... Bejeeba's a nice resort it's more of a, an older person's resort or a, or a young person's resort in the sense I'm about the, the young children yeah you know uh, there's lots of little bars lots of nice places to eat uh, St Julian's like I said it's more for the older people but there again if if you're just like a bit doing a bit of shopping go to Salima yeah. uh, you've got your Marks and Spencer's you've got your Zara you've got your Monsoon for the ladies but then you've got lots of little bars there as well and in fact when you're going into Salima yeah, if people have been to Malta you're walking up uh, past Zara the sign saying SWFC I thought when I first came to Malta it was Sheffield Wednesday Football Club it's, it's not it's, it's not. Salima Wanderers is Football it? Club <laughs> <laughs> and they play blue and white oh, ironically yeah. yeah we'll have to uh, we'll have to take that off and then um, so to find the bar uh, I've walked around the side streets over and over and over when in fact it's literally just off the uh, main road at the beach essentially right if anyone knows Bejeeba um, if you were to look at the sea from the square you would turn left yeah you would go past uh, uh, the Bay Diner yeah. and know there's a new development being built which where the old McDonald's used to be and on your left hand side you'll see a shop called Ginger's Yeah. you turn left the sides of Ginger's and then it's first right yeah there. easy easy peasy <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's so it's the Sheffield Wednesday supporters bar um Run by yourself and the Malta Owls, yeah. uh, and that's like it's, that's where everybody meets. It's uh, a, a bar called Scotch Corner, yeah. just so nobody's confused. It's the actual name of the bar is Scotch Corner. Yeah. Uh, it's a little green bar currently uh, on the outside, and tables and chairs outside on the streets. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, the, the bar is actually 
I don't own the bar. Yeah. I just actually run the supporters club from there. It's my father's uh, ex-wife who runs it with her new partner, Dougie. Yeah. He's Scottish, hence the name Scotch Corner. <laughs> uh, but no, they were, like I said, kindly uh, let me set up the supporters club. But yeah, it's just around the corner. It's a friendly bar. You'll see the chairs outside. You'll see me Wednesday uh, banner, which I've got out there, saying Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Club Malta. Uh, but yeah, nice bar. I'm up and coming very shortly. I'm going to be getting some T-shirts printed with Malta owls on. So Fab. if anyone wants to come over and they want to purchase a T-shirt, come and get one. Fantastic, and um, I guess the message would be if any Wednesday fans are coming out to Malta, obviously the first thing is uh, head to Bajiba and check out the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters um, Club bar, especially if there's a match on, because like you can obviously get together with Wednesday fans and, and watch the match together. But uh, another message is to bring a little bit of Sheffield Wednesday over with them to, to put in the bar and put on the walls. Yeah, if, if anyone's got any old pictures or any old programmes even, because I'd, I'd frame the programmes and put them on the wall. Any old shirts you're going to throw away, bring them here. I'll put them on the wall. You know, The more memorabilia I get up on the wall, the better it's going to get. Yeah. You know, so, more exposure, basically. So at the, the moment, again, we're talking about things in its infancy, so um, there's plenty of space on the wall oh, to fill. Yeah, oh, there's plenty of space to fill. I mean, like I said, at the moment, I've got three uh, flags up. I've got a penance up, I've got a couple of shirts, another couple of shirts to put on, I've got some scarves, I've got my old scarf from when we uh, went to the Millennium when we beat uh, Hartlepool, I've got that on the wire as well. But yeah, we're starting to put little owls in as well, so obviously we've got to put the owl in so people know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, I guess, not the final, the, the final point I want to make is that we're going to finish off there in a short while after we've been around the island, but um, you've got me onto Skull, which, oh, uh, which I never thought in a million years I'd be back on Skull, but <laughs> if you drink... Uh, when I first arrived, I was drinking Chisk. Chisk, yeah, Chisk, that's the, Chisk, that's the, uh, the Maltese native brew. Uh, it's a nice drink, it's a nice lager, it's like lager. In fact, you won't be aware of this, it's uh, just won a, an award for the best pills in the lager that's it. in Europe. Yeah, he's, he's really nice. But then again, uh, I was drinking that, and he said, "Yeah, I've a, a try a skull," and I laughed because it's like in England, skull is like probably on the bottom <laughs> rung of the ladder of, of lagers of choice, I would say. But uh, it's very different out here. Yeah, I mean, it's not skull like you get in the UK. Skull in the UK is about two point four percent over here. It's four percent the same strength as Carling and Carlsberg. In fact, it's actually brewed by Carlsberg. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a nice drink. It's a lot cheaper as well. Uh, so in our bar, it's only one fifty a pint, one euro fifty a pint, whereas Chisk is two. So, getting there a few more beers. One euro fifty a pint. <laughs> Crikey! Now, now I understand where the hangover came from because <laughs> I cannot remember going back to my hotel after that one. Um, listen, thanks a lot. We're going to get uh, travelling around the island, and we'll. Uh, We'll hopefully stop off and do another one of these and, uh, and do a, <laughs> and do a, do a part two or something in a second but, uh, or when we get to the bar or whatever. But uh, thanks a lot. How can people, uh, we'll cover this off again later, but how can people get in touch with you? Well, I, it, I've actually set up a, a couple of uh, Wednesday web pages saying Sheffield Wednesday Sports Club Malta or Maltese Elves, but I'm going to be in the next week or so uh, taking them down and just putting a new one up. Yeah. So it'll be specific. But what, at the moment, what I'm doing. A lot of people may have seen me on the Wednesday Sing or the Worldwide Owls or whatever they may be, and I keep putting posts on there yeah. about all the games which are live. So they can message me through that, which a lot of people are doing. In fact, I had a guy on yesterday who's going to come in over for when we play in the next round of the FA Cup and also for the Millwall game, which is midweek. He's going to come in the bar to watch the matches. So people are getting in touch with me all the time that way. But very, very soon, I will set up another page, but obviously I'll let Neil know about this so he can obviously let everyone know on Owl's Talk, yeah. and then he can message me and get in touch with us that way. That's like, which is exactly what I did, uh, and then obviously yeah. flew over on Ryanair for, what, 75 quid, and 
That's it, Bob's your uncle. Here, we are, here I am in the, in the sunshine in January. I don't want to go home. I don't want to go home. Can I stay with you forever? Uh, yeah, you can stay, mate. No problem. I told you, you're more than welcome to stay. <laughs> right, let's get cracking. We'll, uh, we'll have a head round the island, a fantastic island of Malta, with these lovely people that have uh, took us out for the day. We can't thank them enough for that. And then we'll uh, we'll head back to the Chef Wednesday Supporters Bar for plenty of beers. Yes, oh, definitely. Definitely. I need a few beers. A bit too warm, though, isn't it? A bit it thirsty. Is, a bit thirsty. It's more skull. Online at alstalk.co.uk. You're listening to Alstalk FM. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 